0: And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, save us. We perish. Why are you fearful? Oh, you of little faith. Then he arose and rebuked the winds of the sea. And there was a great calm. So the men marveled. (laughs) Who can this be that even the winds of the sea obey? Good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the host with the most. They are the ones in charge. They are in the captain's chair. They're behind the wheel. And therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here at His Line. For episode 505, we'll be doing a reading of Genesis chapter 30 with a little summary. And today is Monday, April 10th, 2023. So I hope everybody had a wonderful resurrection weekend. I refuse to say Easter because it is not Easter. It is what we are celebrating. And it is the unfortunate death and, you know, crucifixion of Jesus on good friday but he did that for a good reason and of course on the third day yesterday he rose from the dead and is you know seat sits right at the right hand of god the father in heaven so i hope everybody had an excellent resurrection weekend so welcome glad to have you all here um i hope everybody enjoyed uh time with family um unfortunately for my mom um I believe she's sitting in the hospital possibly right about now, because my stepdad, he was on a business trip and he was out in California and uh long story short, there was a team building exercise that they were doing. Um, and it was sponsored um, by a big brand. Um, I won't label, I won't put the brand out there on the air. Um, <coughs> excuse me, just because I don't want there to be any bad, you know, Publicity or anything like that, or any type of negative negative light, because it was nothing to do with that. Uh, it was it has nothing to do with that particular brand. But my stepfather works for a, a dealership. He's a uh, manager for the service department. He's ahead of all the techs, and you know he's he's also a former uh, mechanic himself, master mechanic, and he's very good at what he does. But um, he manages a shop there for a dealership, and he was sent out to California for a business, and he was uh, doing uh, a kayaking trip and sadly yeah he's a service director thanks um my mom's on here coastal runner yeah he's a service director well anyway he uh he was kayaking with a group of people and they stopped for a break well anyways uh when they were done with their break and they were going back to their kayaks uh the instructor was just trying to warn everybody just be very careful when you walk back down to your kayaks um because I guess there was some sort of concrete steps of some sort. Well, if anybody's ever stepped on concrete or stones or you know some sort of rock that is typically wet a lot of the time, there's usually they're usually pretty slippery, uh, more slippery than than ice even because you know you got the algae that slimes up. I mean, it's just slicker than snot. Well, sadly, he fell not once but I believe a couple times, and he ended up well. To spare details, he ended up just basically splitting his kneecap on his right knee. I believe it was his right knee in half. And if you knew or saw how big my stepfather is, and when I say big, I'm talking broad man. I'm not talking like overweight. I'm talking he's a big, tall, broad bear of a guy. One that you don't want to piss off in an alley, if you know what I mean. He's that big. Um, You know, he... He split a, you know, he split his knee. So my mom ended up having to fly out after she, I mean, she didn't even get unpacked after visiting. So she ended up having to fly out to California to go tend to him. Uh, they, you know, the, the car, the brand that, he, you know, that was sponsoring this event ended up paying for her first class. I mean, they ended up taking care of her and him. And I mean, they just went all out. I mean, which is awesome. But yeah, so she ended up having to take care of him and bring him back to Florida and today he had surgery. So I believe he just got out of surgery not that long ago. From what I understand, the surgery went well. Um so now we just pray for recovery and uh so yeah, uh, that was that was my mom's uh resurrection weekend and my stepfather Tony. So I just want to let him know that we're thinking of him. And we'll keep him in our prayers at the end of this show. But uh but overall everything is good. Everybody has their life, so you know as well. So anyways, well, today we are going to get right into the reading. I do apologize for being gone for a couple days. Um, I forgot to really mention it on the last show uh, toward the tail end of last week that um, I wasn't going to be doing a show on Saturday because we had a state meeting. And then um, Sunday, obviously being the day that it was, we were going to be uh, predominantly at my mother-in-law's house. And I didn't really want to rush to get home Um, because we saw family that we never really get to see. And of course my wife is kind of feeling under the weather. So I really feel bad for her. In fact, last night she took her temperature and she kind of had a bit of a fever. Um, she came with me as a guest to the state meeting. She was already kind of feeling eh, but you know, was still okay. Toward the tail end of that Saturday evening, she was just ready to just hit the bed. And, uh, by Sunday she woke up just feeling like death rallied enough Uh, to go visit our family. And then by last night, you know, when we got home, she was out for the count. So she's upstairs relaxing. Um, I'm not sure if I was going to do a two show show today. But if I do, it's going to be fairly short. I just got some clips I was going to play. Nothing real relevant of topics, but you know, stuff that I kind of wanted to cover stuff that I posted on Telegram, but uh, just some sound pieces. But anyway, so let's get right into the reading. We kind of let me just stop yapping about regular stuff here. But uh, so today, again, we're going to be reading Genesis chapter thirty. I am going to be doing a little something different. I'm shying away. I don't want to say I'm shying away, but I'm I'm going to read out of the fifteen ninety nine Geneva Bible. And if you know me, you know that's kind of cringy for me because I it uh, you know reading old English can be a little challenging for me. Um, but you know what? That is the Bible, along with the King James Bible, that our founders. Um, you know, well, that our founders used back in the day since the founding of this country. So I figure what better way than to really try to do our best and to uh, read some of these chapters the way they read it. So we're going to do our best. So bear with me. All right. So this is the second time I'm doing, uh, you know, reading out of the 1599 Geneva Bible. So chapter 30, and it reads, and this one has... It's a fairly long chapter. This one reads, uh, what do we got here? About 43 verses. And then we'll do a summary. And for anybody out there that does want to watch on uh, on Clout Hub, it does, I do stream this uh, podcast. All you're really going to see is just my studio setup and maybe my arm and hand moving. You're not really going to see me. Um, and for the most part, you'll hear most of the audio unless I play something from my computer. And then for some reason it's quiet. So in case you're watching from cloud hub, just a little warning there. So, all right, let's get into it. Um, forgive me. I'm a bit tired today, so I'm just kind of running behind. In fact, I shouldn't even be talking. Destry just got home. He came actually to our state meeting this past weekend, kind of visited again, a second month in uh, in a row. And, (laughs) He only got about three hours of sleep. So I'm sure he's about probably more tired than I am. So I have nothing to really complain about here. Um, Okay. Starting with chapter 30 verse one. And I wonder how many more chapters do we have here? So in Genesis, so we're in chapter 30, there's 46 in total. So got about 16 more to go 15 after this one. And when Rachel saw that she bore bare Jacob, no children, Rachel envied her sister and said unto Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. Then Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in sorry, excuse me, am I in God's steed, which hath withholden from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, Behold, my maid Billah, go into her, and she shall bear upon me, bear upon my knees, and I shall have children also by her. Then she gave him Billah, her maid to wife, and Jacob went into her. So Billah conceived and bare Jacob's son. Then said Jacob or Rachel, God hath given sentence on my side and hath also heard my voice and hath given me a son, therefore called she his name, Dan. And Billah Rachel's maid conceived again and bare Jacob the second son. Then Rachel said, with excellent wrestlings, I wrestled with my sister and have gotten the upper hand, and she called his name Naphtali. And when Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah, her maid, and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob's son. Then said Leah, a company cometh, and she called his name Gad. Again, Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob another son. Then said Leah, Ah, blessed am I, for the daughters will bless me. And she called his name Asher. Now Reuben went in the days of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then said Rachel to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. But she answered her, Is it a small matter for thee to take mine husband, except thou take my son's mandrakes also? Then said Rachel, Therefore he shall sleep with thee this night for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came from the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Come into me, for I have bought and paid for thee with my son's mandrakes, and he slept with her that night. And God heard Leah, and she conceived, and bare unto Jacob the fifth son. Then said Leah, God hath given me my reward, because I gave my maid to my husband, and she called his name, uh, boy, I might butcher this one, so forgive me, anyone out there that knows the actual pronunciation of this name, Issachar. After Leah conceived again, and bare Jacob the sixth son, and Leah said, God hath endowed me with a good dowry. Now will mine husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons, and she called his name Zebulun. After that, she bare a daughter, and she called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel, and God heard her and opened her womb. So she conceived and bare a son, and said, God hath taken away my rebuke. And she called his name Joseph, saying, The Lord will give me yet another son. And as soon as Rachel had borne Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Laban, send me away that I may go unto my place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go. For thou knowest that service I have done thee. To whom Laban answered, if I have now found favor in thy sight, Tari, I have perceived that the Lord hath blessed me for thy sake. Also he said, Appoint unto me thy wages, and I will give it thee. But he said unto him, Thou knowest what service I have done thee, and in what taking thy cattle hath been under me. For the little that thou hadest before I came is increased into a multitude, and the Lord hath blessed me- thee by my coming. By, but now when shall I trave- travel for mine own house also? Then he said, What shall I give thee? And Jacob answered, Thou shalt give me nothing at all. If thou wilt do this thing for me, I will return, feed, and keep thy sheep. And I will pass through all the flocks this day, and separate from them all the sheep with the little spots and great spots, and all black lambs among the sheep, and the great spotted and little spotted among the goats, and it shall be my wages. So shall my righteousness answer for my me hereafter when it shall come for my reward before thy face and everyone that hath not little or great spots among the goats and black among the sheep the same shall be theft with me then leban said go to would god it might be according to thy saying therefore he took out the same day that he go, that that he goats that were party colored and with great spots and all that she goats with little and great spots, and all that had white in them, and all that black among the sheep, and put them in the keeping of his sons. And he set three days journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob kept the rest of leavened sheep. Then Jacob took rods of green poplar, and of hazel, and of chestnut tree, and piled white streaks in them, and made the white appear in the rods. Then he put the rods which he had uh, piled, or pilled, excuse me, pilled, in the gutters and watering troughs, when the sheep came to drink before the sheep, for they were in heat when they came to drink and the sheep were in heat before the rods and afterward brought forth young of party colored and with small and great spots and Jacob parted these lambs and turned the faces of the flock towards those lambs party colored in all manner of black among the sheep of Laban so he put his own flock by themselves and put them not with Laban's flock and in the and, and excuse me and in every ramming time of the stronger sheep Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the sheep in the gutters that they might conceive before the rods. But when the sheep were feeble, he put them not in. And so the feebler were Leban's, and the stronger Jacob's. So the man increased exceedingly and had many flocks and maidservants and menservants and camels and asses. And that is the reading of... Genesis chapter 30 verses 1 through 43. Let me just go back to the chat real quick, see if anybody's here. Okay, Um, and then of course, as always, I always like to come over here and make sure I say uh, good morning to everybody, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're at. Uh, We got Nancy here, Oscar Destry, Rietta, I'm sure Donnie is next to her, my beautiful wife, and of course my mom. So hope everybody is doing good. I did see Mary. Mary uh, S was on here. I don't I wonder if she's having internet issues, but uh if she's listening, I hope uh her and Keith are doing well as as well. Good seeing them this past weekend. So, okay, let's get into the summary. And remember the summary I always get from bibleref.com and as a reminder because I almost forgot, I like to make sure I put this out there always As a disclaimer, remember, as I always state periodically on this podcast, I'm not a doctor. I don't wear a white coat, not a financial advisor. I'm not a pastor, priest, deacon, or biblical scholar, or a bar lawyer, so I do not give legal advice. I also am not the official face, voice, or of the national, state, or county assemblies. Additionally, I do not advocate for violence. I am my own man, and the opinions, thoughts, and statements are of my own unless I reference other material. So there you go. All right. So what did we read here? Because it seemed like a lot of craziness going on with people bearing children and, 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 and women giving their maid servants uh, to their husbands, and just all sorts of craziness. So what, what exactly what exactly did we read? I tell you, what exactly did we read? So Genesis 30 is characterized by sibling conflict between Jacob's wives and the birth of many more children under the blessing of God and Jacob eventually achieving great wealth after striking an unusual bargain with his father-in-law. Now, chapter 29 described the treacherous circumstances of Jacob's marriage to a pair of sisters, Leah and Rachel. Expecting to marry Rachel after seven years of free labor, Jacob was stunned to find that his father-in-law had actually switched the sisters during the wedding night, if we recall correctly. Now the end result of this ploy was Jacob being married to two women and with another seven years of labor ahead of him. And now in response to Jacob's understandable resentment of Leah, God allowed her to conceive sons while Rachel remained barren. So this chapter begins with the despondent Rachel declaring to Jacob, give me children or I shall die. Now, not only is she desperate to become a mother, she envies her sister Leah, who has already borne four sons at this point, to Jacob. And Jacob loves Rachel more than Leah. But he rightly corrects her that God alone is the giver of children. He's not wrong. So this will become basically the theme of the chapter. And one explored both in human and animal examples. Now, in response to her infertility, Rachel follows the unfortunate example of Jacob's grandmother, Sarah. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, because she ended up giving her own servant woman to Jacob as a wife. Now, by customs of the of that particular time, any children born to that servant would have been considered those of the wife. So Billa soon bears Jacob two sons and Rachel's sons by proxy so Rachel names the boys for her circumstances and feelings at the time that they are born. Now, at the same time, Leah had stopped becoming pregnant, perhaps because Rachel's influence is keeping Jacob from sleeping with her. I wonder why. So she now follows Rachel's example and gives her servant woman to Jacob as a wife. Zilpah, in her turn gives birth to two sons and these belong to Leah by proxy and she gives them happy names meanwhile Jacob's just putting in work like a rabbit I mean my goodness gracious I mean it, it's it this is quite the story I tell you now none of these births though have ended the rivalry between Rachel and Leah gee I wonder why both know that Rachel remains barren because that problem still exists and that Leah remains unloved by Jacob. That problem still exists. And so their conflict flares to the surface when Leah's son, Reuben, brings home some rare mandrake plants that he had found. Now, mandrakes um, were thought to help with arousal and infertility. So when Rachel asked Leah for the plants, Likely hoping that they would help her get pregnant, Leah lashes out that Rachel has taken her husband and now wants to take her mandrake plants. So Rachel, apparently desperate, offers to give Leah one night sleeping with Jacob in exchange for the plants. Ay, ay, ay. So, you know, Rachel apparently held great power over Jacob in the family dynamic. I tell you, this kind of sounds like a little bit of Jerry Springer action going on back in Jesus's time there, back in biblical times. This is nuts. I mean, this is really, really nuts. And so Leah begins to bear children again, having another two boys and a girl, naming them all for God's provision in her life. Now, Rachel, too, finally bears her first son. And Joseph her name for him amounts to a prayer for another son to follow so the narrative then shifts to inform us that jacob's 14 years of service to leban in exchange for his two wives has come to an end so he demands that his father-in-law send him away so that he can return home to his own people now it's possible that leban retains some legal right to not release jacob in any case leban say you know says plainly that he has become wealthy because of the lord's blessing on jacob and he asked jacob to name new wages to continue work for him so of course jacob seems you know jacob's term seems unusual instead of asking for a flat a flat wage or even just a percentage of leban's flocks jacob asked to keep any newly born goats and lambs that are off colored or party colored as we were reading so most of the sheep in leban's flock are white and most of the goats are black a small percentage of the goats were speckled striped or spotted and some sheep are are like i said black now after agreeing to jacob's deal leban immediately removes all of the off-colored animals from the flock 3 days journey away from the main group and it looks like jacob's deal will go bust at this point but instead the lord supernaturally blesses jacob's unconventional effort to cause the white sheep to produce black lambs and black goats and to produce mixed color offspring. Now, while we aren't told yet, Jacob has apparently been informed in another dream that God intended to correct Leban's cheating of Jacob. So while this chapter only mentions Jacob's use of striped poles, there is no confusion that God and not the poles causes the change in the animal's color. In addition to all of this, Jacob breeds the flock to produce strong, off-colored animals for him and weak, solid-colored animals for Leban. And Jacob grows enormously wealthy with the Lord's blessing, and he has overcome Leban's scheme to keep him poor and dependent on his father-in-law. Wow. Interesting. That was one insane reading, if I've ever read one. That was quite something else. Looking at the chat here, was saying, "Let's see here." So I'm just looking here. Everybody's saying hello, hello. Destry says, "Been buggy eyed for a couple days." Rietta says, "If you're in Orange County, I can help you guys. Please let me know." I'm just kind of looking, 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 looking. Um, anyway, I'm just looking. Just yeah. Oh, the Montage Hotel. That's yeah. That's where my stepdad was staying at there. Um, but anyway, so yeah, how rude, Rietta, of that father in law. He was really trying to (laughs) get one over on Jacob there, but uh, you know, the Lord wasn't having it, It ended up blessing him abundantly. So that's that's really good there. But uh wow, what a crazy chapter. What an absolute crazy chapter. And if you hear me kind of, by the way, if you hear my voice kind of bouncing up and down and like it was kind of going far away, I'm trying to adjust myself. Like when I say adjust myself, adjust my seating. I bought a new chair from Menards. And I think I made a pickle choice because it's a stool and it's padded. I thought this would be fine. I don't really need anything because I had a, um, a, an extra chair that came with our, uh, our dinner table set that we bought. Right. So we got four, what is it? Four, five, six, seven, eight. We got eight chairs. Well, I broke one of them, the back of them. I broke one of them. And so I was using the one that was broke. I could still sit on it, but I just couldn't lean on it. I was using it as my studio chair because, you know, that's just me. I didn't want to really part ways with it and throw it away yet. So finally, I I was getting some items at Menards. I was getting bird seed and I was getting this. I was getting that kind of, you know, adding onto the garden. And I saw this little chair. I was like, hmm, maybe I'll get that. Well, I made a terrible choice because this hurts my bottom. I absolutely hate this chair absolutely hate this chair. I'd rather be standing instead of sitting on a stupid chair. So I'm going to have to figure something out there. But anyways, let's end this in prayer. So heavenly father, we just want to say thank you so very much for this time and for this week, and Thank you for your son and the sacrifice and the agony that he, um, he went through for us. Um, He definitely took evil out um, with this, Well, with this power move of his, this bold, courageous, selfless power move against Satan and his demons, something that I bet he didn't even realize, you know, he would have done. So we thank you for your son, your only son. And we thank you for the love that you have for us because you gave your one and only son. And so that's, we're so appreciative of the resurrection that occurred and that we celebrated yesterday We ask that uh, you continuously guide us and you, you, you are with us every step of the way with everything that we do within the assembly, within our personal lives, within our marriage, within our work life. And we pray for absolute quick and speedy healing for Tony's knee after his surgery. We thank you for the hands that were at work the gifts that you gave these these medical physicians to do what they do to help reconstruct his knee so that he may have functionality of it again. And uh, may you just give him, you know, mobility once again, because he is a man that cannot sit still. So we just pray for quick and speedy recovery. We pray for our nephew who's still dealing with seizures. Please deliver him a miracle. And um, we pray for all those out there that have... You know, different things that they're dealing with. We we pray for special intentions and we pray for those that are trying to get pregnant. We pray for those that are just trying to make it to the next paycheck because of everything that's going on with inflation. And so, Father, we just ask that you, you know, you hear the prayers of those that are crying out to you. And we pray all of this in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. So, Henrietta says, Lord, thank you for guiding the surgeon. Lord, please heal Jason's nephew. Thank you. And Lord, many are struggling and we need you to you. Uh, we we need you to you be the glory. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. So I hope you all have a great day or night. We'll see you on the other side. Like I said, it's not going to be a real terribly long show. Um, just Again, not a real, any huge real agenda. I wasn't really sure if I was going to do a second show. um, Kind of like last week, Thursday, I should say, or Friday. Um, But this one, you know, literally, I, you know, there's just some things I was going to go over. Um, But that's about it, really. Um, So we're going to close this out, and we will see you on the other side. And if we don't see you on the other side, we'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless, ladies and gentlemen. And suddenly, a great tempest arose on the sea, so that the boat was covered with the waves. But he was asleep. Then his disciples came to him and awoke him. Lord, see us. We perish. Why are you fearful, or oh, you of little faith? Then he arose, and rebuked the winds in the sea, and there was a great calm, so the men marvelled. Who can this be, that even the winds of the sea obey him?